this Friday, August 18th, MLB Picks Betting Show edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, I should say, uh, August 17th, currently 5.04 on the East Coast, here to get into the Friday schedule in the Major League of Baseball. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as a voice of the NBA Gambling Podcast and here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, doing his work for the college experience as well. It's Lante Smith. Lante, how's it feeling, my man? Feels good, man. I haven't done a show with you guys in a while. So uh, looking forward to breaking down the car and uh, hopefully we can find some winners. Yeah, hopefully we can find some more winners indeed. And we also got my guy here with me. You guys know him as a voice on the NFL pod. And, of course, here on the MLB pod as well, it's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, how's it going, my man? It'd be doing better if uh, the Red Sox got it together a little bit. But uh, other than that, you know, Mariners, they came back. They won another choke job from the Royals. But uh, other than that, yeah, good to be with you, boys. And I can't wait to break down the car. Got a big slate tomorrow. Yeah, brand new series is kicking off uh, on uh, Friday, uh, as we usually do, to head into the weekend um and yeah we had some day baseball today like you guys mentioned the mariners were trailing four to two and then they came back i think they had a step six four lead uh, i don't know if that game is still going on or not but yeah, six four is the final it was a final okay there you go so mariners come back and get the victory uh, and cover the run line as well um i had the mariners first five team total over and of course they score four more runs after the fifth inning but that's how it always usually goes uh, when you bet on these first five um, inning bets. But, uh, gentlemen, let's just kick it off here. We got a full uh, schedule of games to get through. We currently do have four games that are off the board right now. And when we get to those games, I will mention them. And they're all mostly uh, without pitchers um, uh, for at least one of the teams. So uh, we'll start it off with the first afternoon game. Tomorrow, and the aforementioned Kansas City Royals, they are in uh, Chicago uh, to take on the Chicago Cubbies. Uh, Cole Reagans gets to start here, left-handed pitcher for the Royals, and Jameson Tyone gets to start here for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, currently, I am seeing the Royals are a plus-163 road underdog, minus-178 on the money line for the Cubbies here. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off here with this first game. Um, we'll start here with, uh, Cole Reagan. Uh, he's been pitching pretty well for the Royals, but the Royals have lost four of his last five starts and all four of those losses have been by at least two runs has struggled on the road this season where he is. Oh, and two, the 4.74 ERA It's allowed 10 earned runs in 19 innings pitched on the road. Uh, Royals are one and three in Cole Reagan's, uh, four starts this season, and they are four and oh to the under, uh, in those games, Royals are also four and eleven straight up in game ones of a series uh, this uh, season. 
uh, on the road in specific. The bullpen, uh, we saw it this afternoon, coughed up another lead. They've been one of the worst over the last two weeks where they rank bottom in most standard and advanced stats uh, as a bullpen unit. Uh, going to the Cubby side here, we got Jameson Tyone. Not having the greatest season for the Cubs, uh, seven and seven with a five point seven one ERA over his last five st- five games, I should say four and one. Uh, the Cubs are getting the victories uh, in his starts over his last five, at least. Still has a four point seven three ERA. Um, and at Wrigley Field, he has struggled where he has a three and four record with a six point one seven ERA. Cubs have won four of his last five starts, averaging five runs per game in those four victories. And uh, three out of those four wins have been by at least two runs here. Uh, Tyone did get roughed up in his last start, which was against the Blue Jays. Uh, he did allow eight earned runs and three innings pitched. He's also allowed one home run in three straight starts. Uh, the over in Tyone's 11 home starts this season, 7-2-2 two, and two to the over. And in the first five innings in those 11 home starts, 9-1-1. One, and one. To the over, and if you're a Yerfi or Nerfy better, the not uh, the Yerfi, I should say, is nine and two in Jameson Tyone's 11 home starts this season. Um, I think we'll definitely see some runs in this game. I did see the uh, the wind is not going to be too much of a factor, it's about six to seven miles blowing in. Um, again, that's not a big deal when you're in Wrigley Field, but I think the bats have woken up for the rules. They got, you know, they put up four runs uh, today against the Mariners, or like I mentioned, their bullpen um, they coughed up the game. So I think the Cubs can get some runs here as well. Uh, depending on what this number does come out at, if, if it's a, a nine, I, I do like the over. I'm not sure I can trust uh, Cole Reagan, especially on the road here. Cubs do rank number four in the entire league and runs per game at home. And I'm seeing, like I mentioned, the wind is blowing in. So I'll take the over in this game when that number does come out. And a slight lean to the uh, Cubs run line in this game here as well here, Lante. Yeah, I'm with you on the over. Um, I think Kansas, we just talked about it off the uh, before we went on. I mean, Kansas City and Seattle played a wild, played in a wild series. Um, but Kansas City, I like how they've been playing. I mean, it just can't finish the job for whatever reason. Um, but I just I just can't take them here. Not not with Reagan's on the mound. I mean, they've lost seven of ten despite playing hard. Cubs won six of ten. Um, they're trying to move up in that wild card race. So I think it's going to be a big day for him. Uh, Tyon, yeah, he, he got rocked versus Toronto, but he's been going well. Hadn't allowed over three earned runs um, in six straight. Um, you know, it won't be easy for him to going against the Kansas City lineup like you mentioned that had been hitting the ball pretty well. But I think both teams will be able to score runs. So I like the over which. Uh, D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, I agree. I, uh, depending on what the number is, I could see it. I do see the wind uh, blowing in, but yeah, it's only five miles an hour, so it shouldn't be tough. Uh, Cole Raggins kind of came down to earth his last start against the um, Cardinals, gave up four runs in five innings. And Jamison Tyon, yeah, he got kind, he got rocked last start on the road against the Blue Jays, eight runs in three innings. But his last one, two, his last uh, three home starts, he's actually been really good against the Rays, the Cardinals, and the Washington Nationals. So, I do think the Cubs are the right side. Just it depends. Like you said, they're a minus what? 160, 170? I see a 178. Yeah, I really don't want to lay that. If we were able to get a plus price on the run line, I probably would hold my breath and take that. But depending if we could get an eight, eight and a half, I, I love the over because I do think both pitchers are susceptible to give up some runs. So I uh, like the over a little better. And if we could get a plus price on the run line with the Cubs, I do like that. Team right on the over. All right. Uh, before we get over to the next game, guys, let me tell everyone about the game time app. Look, uh, college football season and the NFL season are right around the corner. And MLB is still going on like we are grinding out games here. And maybe you want to get out to a game, whether it's football or whether it's for a baseball game. 
or you got a comedy show in town that you want to check out or, or you know uh go to the theater as well game time has you covered uh they have all your tickets uh, especially even at last minute uh you don't have to worry about stressing out and planning ahead of time to get out to some of these events and that's why game time does a, a great job of uh giving you the opportunity uh, to get those tickets really last minute and hunting down the best prices and really competing with other buys for a popular event. Um, I know, you know, like I mentioned, buying tickets can be a very stressful and because you have to plan out months in ahead. Well, that's why game time is here to help you out. Uh, they're a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and a theater near you and with killer deals on lost last minute tickets. Their best price is guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets to start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Uh, and like I mentioned, on their app, it's super easy to use. Flash deals and last-minute tickets are easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection. Um, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And GameTime is so confident that their guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And just to show you how confident they are, if you find the uh, ticket price in your same row, your same seat at a at, a, at another uh, ticket outlet, and if the price is lower, Game Time will credit you up to one hundred ten percent of the difference. That's how confident they are. And my favorite thing about the app is when you go to buy those tickets, uh, you can see exactly where you're going to be sitting at your venue. They have like a a picture of it where you can see on the app. It's so easy to use. Buy tickets a matter of seconds. It takes two taps, and you're all set to go. The tickets directly come to the uh to your phone so you don't have to worry about haggling through the email or waiting for them to come in um in the mail none of that stuff so make it easy for yourself download the game time app create an account and make sure to use promo code sgpn for 20 dollars off of your per- first purchase term supply again create an account redeem code sgpn for 20 dollars off download the game time app last minute tickets lowest price are guaranteed all right, let's get over to the next game on the board, and that is going to be – let's go to uh, – so this is the next game, 640 Eastern start. Toronto Blue Jays and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Jose Barrios is getting the start here for the Toronto Blue Jays, but we do not have a pitcher listed for the Reds, and no lines are available. And then also for the next game, um, AL East battle, 705 Eastern start between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Brian Bellow is going to get the start here for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, No pitcher listed yet just for the Yankees. Um, I'll go back to here, Dylan, if you have anything for this um, Yankees, sorry, for the Blue Jays and Reds game. Uh, If not, then we could just move on. Yeah, I really don't have anything, to be honest. I I thought I saw it might be a bullpen day for the Reds. I thought I saw maybe a Brett Kennedy going for the Reds. But yeah, other than that, I really don't have anything. Monta, you have anything? Uh, No, I don't. I I do see Kennedy as well. But um, yeah, it's just hard to do. I would just look to Faye Barrios on the road. I mean, uh, seven earned runs combined his last two starts, three home runs in that span. Uh, Cincinnati got it going last night. Um, we'll see if they can keep that going today. Uh, they play? Do they play today? Maybe they know it. They got the day off, so yeah, um, they got they got a chance to to rest up and hopefully they can carry that momentum over because um, they're right in the thick of things for the wild card. So I would lean to Cincinnati, um, but again, it, it's it's hard to tell being if they don't throw Kennedy. Yeah, and then the other game is the Red Sox uh, in the Bronx to take on the Yankees. Bello is getting the start here. Um, 
I'll mention this about Bellow. He was one of the more consistent pitchers for the Red Sox this season. I know James, James Paxton is in that conversation as well. Uh, but he has fallen off, has Bell over the last couple of weeks for the Red Sox. Over his last five starts, just one and two with a 5.93 ERA. He's allowed 18 earned runs in 27 and one-thirds innings pitch. And he's allowed at least three earned runs in three of his last five starts and walked at least two batters in four of the last five starts for the Red Sox. Uh, his last start was against the uh, Kansas City Royals, where he did allow four earned runs and just four and two-thirds innings pitched. On the road this season for Bello, he is four and two, the 4.37 ERA and eight starts for the Red Sox. Now, Bello, in his career, has been absolutely fantastic against the Yankees. He's made four starts, and despite only one only winning one of those starts, he has a 1.44 career ERA against uh, uh, Yankees, 21 strikeouts uh, in that span. And he has faced the Yankees uh, twice this season already, where he is 1-0 with a 1.93 ERA. The Red Sox won both of those games by the scores of 3-2 and 4-1. Also, the under in those four career games um, – for Bello against the Yankees, 4-0 to the under, and they'll start against the Yankees. And I know we've talked a lot about how the Yankees' offense has been struggling. I think there's two games against the Braves where they got shut out. I know they're doing well against left-handed pitching, but I think this might be a good bounce-back spot here for the Boston Red Sox and Brian Bello. Um, but regardless of who the pitcher is uh, for the Yankees, uh, anybody outside of Garrett Cole, uh, I, I do like the Red Sox in this game. But I don't know if you, either of you have any thoughts on this. Lante, anything for the Red Sox-Yankees? Don't bet the Yankees if you like your money. That's that's all I got to say. Uh, D Rock. Yeah, I'm not in the in the business of backing the Yankees either right now. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right, so let's get over to the next game on the schedule. We have the Philadelphia Phillies and the Washington Nationals, seven oh five Eastern start. Uh, Michael Lorenzen is getting the start here for the Phillies, and I'm seeing uh, Johan Adan is getting the start here for the. Um, Washington Nationals. Another game that does not have lines up yet. Let me see if I can refresh the page and see if I do have anything. But uh, D-Rock, did you have anything for this game? All I'm really, I don't have anything, but all I'm really going to say is like, I like to fade pitchers after having a historic day, you know, coming off this no hitter, he threw 124 pitches. I mean, credit to him. He was, he's a dog for doing that, but I mean, I I don't want to trust him right now in this spot. So, uh, even even Adon, I I really don't like him either. He's kind of a spot starter, kind of goes three to four innings depending on the day, but he's given up at least two or more runs in every start. So I kind of like the over. I do think uh, Michael Lorenzen, this is a bad spot for him to come back in. So I think we'll see runs for, for this game. So do you have a total, by the way, or no? Uh, I don't see any lines. Yeah. I just refreshed the page. Nothing is up yet. I'm looking at the weather. We also have winds blowing out as well. So earned runs for Lorenzen, whatever you want to slice this game. But yeah, I kind of want to fade uh, Michael Lorenzen. I, if we're going to get a plus 150 or higher, I'd probably be on the Nationals, to be honest. All right. Uh, Lance, anything? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I usually like to fade um, pitches off of good, just good outings, period, especially like with um, Mal was talking up Libertor in our chat, and you saw what happened with him <laughs> last night with Oakland. He got chilled. So, uh, man, that was an emotional moment for Lorenzen. I don't know if you guys watched it. He had his family on the field. Uh, yeah. He was talking about his dad who had passed. So, yeah, that's an emotional high. that He he got to start pushback. So, I mean, maybe that might help. You know, he had a few extra days rest. But, I mean, I'm a big fan of Lorenzen. Uh, I thought he was a great uh, pickup for Philly. And 
I mean, I would I would love the over here. I think Washington is like top five in ROI over the past two months. So they've been playing really well. The bats are really strong. Um, Adon was dealing with leg cramps is, is what I read. So I'm not sure what to expect from him. Um, either way, I think both teams can score some runs here. And uh, before we move on, let me ask do you guys. So if, if Philly was playing in a playoff game, you give Lorenz in the ball in game one or or you give Nola, Wheeler, you give him. I think it's probably Wheeler for Wheeler. me. I'm giving it to Lorenz, man. I think Lorenz, even before he had got here, he had been like nails. Like everything that I've read uh, from Philly reporters and stuff on Twitter, they want to put him in the bullpen for the playoffs. I think that's one of the main reasons Lorenzen? they got him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So, I don't trust I, Nola. I don't trust Nola. I, I, do I think, think their Wheeler's arms are taxed after like what happened last season. Uh, I mean, getting not, not what happened last season, but them getting all the way to the World Series yeah. last year. Um, you kind of see that tend to see that effect with you know teams making that type of a deep run. I mean, yeah. Astros have dealt with it this year as well. A lot of their pitchers being injured. That's why I have to yeah. you know trade back and get Verlander back. So yeah, um, I like Wheeler, but I mean, I just you, I, you can't throw no uh, you can't throw no low. I, I don't think you can in no. a big spot. No, I, mean, I would start Wheeler. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Just a thought. All right, next game on the board. It is going to be a 7-10 Eastern start. We have the Detroit Tigers. They are in Cleveland to take on the Guardians. Matt Manning gets a start here for the Detroit Tigers, and Gavin Williams gets a start here for the Detroit, uh, sorry, for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Tigers are a plus 147 road underdog. Guardians minus 160 on the money line. Uh, total set at 8. Run line minus one and a half plus one thirty four. The Guardians and plus one and a half minus one fifty uh, for the Detroit Tigers here. Um, Lanta, you got this game? Yeah, yeah, that's me. So, yeah, so I, I like um, I like Cleveland and the under. I mean, both teams. I think some of these bad teams have been like pretty feisty. If you look at some of the lower tier teams, like KC, even Oakland at times has been feisty. I mean, they won last night. I thought Detroit. Wow, they're not as bad as the other two. They're a little a notch above, but they've been playing well. Um, in this series, they've won three of the last five. Uh, you know, pretty much alternated wins, uh, all low scoring affairs. Um, four to five games went under. That's, that's another reason why I'm leaning towards the under here. Um, in three of the five games that they played this year, or three of the last five games that they played this year, you know, one team has failed to score. So somebody's getting shut out, I think. Uh, now, mm-hmm. who you'll have to decide, hopefully, is Cleveland. I mean, I like Gavin Williams a little bit more than than others. I mean, he's had good numbers, but he can't get any run support. If you look at his numbers whenever he's pitching, it's like one run, no runs, one run, and then Cleveland will score like after the opposing team ties it up. So he's got some bad luck from the run support, um from the run support of the bat. So I'm gonna go with Cleveland in the under here. Um, you know, he's had two earned runs a few in six straight games, Gavin Williams that is, not allowing a ton of contact. Um he's also had twenty two K's in his last two starts. So might want to look at a K prop for him. Um, I saw you tweeting about Torkelson, six home runs in his last seven um, games, Munaf. So I think it's a good spot for Cleveland to get back on track. Um, the under is also one of my stronger plays. Uh, 67% is Cleveland to the under at home. They're under in seven of the last 10. Uh, Detroit's under in six of the last 10. I like Gavin Williams. Uh, Manning is, I mean, he's fine. I don't think he's. He's not good or bad, but I think he'll suffice here. I think we see a low-scoring game, 4-3, 3-2 type of game here. Yeah, Manning has struggled over his last five starts. Uh, The Tigers have lost four of of his last five starts, uh, and all four of those losses have been by at least two runs. Um, 
His last start, he had a great outing against the Red Sox where the Tigers did get the 62 victory, five and one-thirds innings, pitched two two hits, didn't allow any earned runs uh, in that game to uh, the Red Sox. Um, and like you mentioned, Gavin Williams has been really solid for this um, for this Guardians team. And it just comes down to the fact is do you trust them enough to score enough runs to, number one, win a game or even uh, cover a run line? Because the last three starts uh, by... Gavin Williams have been really, or sorry, last five starts have been really outstanding. In the last three starts, um, he's pitched well, but he hasn't gotten a run support. A total of six um, runs scored in those three games. Five of those six came in one game, which was his last start against the Tampa Bay Rays, and they ended up losing the game. And like you mentioned, I think back-to-back starts where he's had uh, 10-plus strikeouts, so that might be something to look at in this game against the Tigers. So I'll lean here with the Guardians here as well on the run line here. D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, we'll do it. A team, uh, team ride on the Guardians. Uh, I got him at a minus one forty-eight. It's gone up a little bit as well. Uh, totals come down to seven and a half as well. So I uh, don't know about that, but you know, I do think the Guardians have the clear pitching advantage with Gavin Williams. He's only allowed more than three runs two times out of ten out of his ten starts this season. So walks can be sometimes an issue for him. But the Tigers, they really don't walk a lot. They rank twenty fourth in the league in walks. So don't really like backing the Tigers on the road. I do think Gavin Williams will do a good job limiting the run. So his hard hit rate at home. Uh, 29%, which is fantastic, to be honest. So I do think this is a good stop for him. Lean under. I don't think we'll see a lot of runs, but I do like the Guardians here. 720 Eastern start. The San Francisco Giants, they are in hot Atlanta to take on the Braves. Alex Cobb getting the start here for the San Francisco Giants and Spencer Strider getting the start here for the Atlanta Braves. Looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the Braves are a minus 210 home favorite, plus 190 on the money line for the San Francisco Giants. Total set at eight and a half. Run line minus one and a half, minus 105 for the Atlanta Braves and plus one and a half, minus 115 for the San Francisco Giants here, D-Rock. Yeah, another total, uh, eight and a half. I mean, I'll take a stab at the under there. You know, two good pitchers on the mound with Schreider and Alex Cobb. I, I know Alex Cobb has struggled on the road and basically the whole month of August, but the Braves defense and pitching has really held their opponents in check the last week. So they've gotten under this total in three of their last five games and the Giants have only scored more than three runs one time this past uh, week. So now going up against their ace and Spencer Strider, I just don't think this is a good spot for them. You got winds blowing in as well. So I, I actually think we'll see a lower scoring game. So I, I do worry the blow up of Alex Cobb on the road, but I, I don't think it'll be that bad. So I'm going to lean under eight and a half. I don't want to lay the big number with the Braves. Yeah, Cobb of his last three starts has allowed a total of 20 hits uh, in about 15 and two thirds innings pitched. Um, six of those have been home runs. So home runs have been a problem for Alex Cobb, at least over his last three starts. Um, Last five starts overall, 0-2 with a 6.58 ERA, 19 earned runs allowed in 26 innings pitched. Um, I just think this is a smash spot here for the uh, for, for the Braves. Again, when we talk about offenses, Atlanta's the best in the league. Um, the, ten, the over is 10-2, and two, and Spencer Strider's 12 home starts this season. Um, and they're averaging about 6.67 runs in Strider starts uh, this season at home. Um, I also think, again, there's a value here on the run line, minus one and a half. Like I mentioned, the bullpen has been doing well for this Braves team, uh, and they're just doing enough to cover these run lines as well. So I kept this one simple, minus one and a half, minus 105 on the Braves here for me, Lante. Yeah, I'm with you. I also agree with D-Rock. Um, 
you know, Atlanta's offense to their standards the last two games, they haven't been, you know, as good as we're accustomed to. I mean, if you just look at it against the Yankees, I had their team total over five and a half. They scored five in like four innings or four and a third. And they it's like nothing else after that. I don't know if they just got complacent or I mean, they are playing the Yankees, so they probably just feel like it's just a little league uh, a game for them or, or whatever the case may be. But they only scored two. Um Early in the second inning, I think Vasquez gave up uh, a two-run homer to maybe Acuna or Azuna, one of those guys. They all hit so many damn home runs, I can't remember who's who. But, I mean, after that, they pretty much got shut down, um, leaving guys on base. So, I'm leaning to the under with D-Rock. I don't trust San Francisco's offense at all. If you don't like the full game under, and I I can't blame you for, you know, Atlanta potentially scoring seven, eight runs here, but – I mean, San Francisco is hitting what two two thirteen in their last eleven. They're three and eight in that span. Um, but the counter to that, I guess, would be their bullpen has been getting blown up almost the ERA of five in that span. So, um, you know, Cobb eleven earned runs in his last two starts, six home runs and twenty hits um, in the three game span. I mean, Oakland shelled him. So, I mean, I can make a case for either side. I probably just lean with um, Atlanta on the run line and San Francisco's team total to go over because Strider. I mean. He's he's looked okay, but like he hasn't been himself either. Uh, you can tell from his Cy Young um, odds, just like keep cradling every time he goes out. Uh, he only had he only has nine Ks in his last two games combined. Uh, before that, he had nine he had nine or more Ks in eight straight games. So, I mean, I'm not like worried or anything, but it's I'm just kind of like on pause with with Atlanta um, going full force here. So I'll just lay it on the win, you know, three one, four one, something like that. I want to see what. Um strikeout percentage is over the last two weeks for the San Francisco Giants. It's got to be hot. It's got to be somewhere somewhere up there with Seattle. Yeah, they're top 10, at least over the last two weeks. But I think with season long, they're pro- they probably have to be top five. Yeah, they're right at number five, a season long, 24.6%. So this might be an opportunity where Strider has a strong outing. Maybe he goes seven innings, gets 10, 12 strikeouts in this game. It could be a nice spot for him to bounce back after, you know, uh, the the rough start that he had a couple starts ago. So, um, yeah. Uh, D-Rock? I started. I said the under. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, All right. So let's get over to to the next game here then. Uh, We'll go over to – let's go over to Texas, Arlington. We got the Milwaukee Brewers. They are going to take on the Rangers. Uh, 8.05 Eastern start. Brandon Woodruff on the mound here for the Milwaukee Brewers. And I am currently seeing Andrew Haney, left-handed pitcher, is going to get the start here for the Texas Rangers. Looking at the lines for this game, uh, pretty even here. Minus 106 on the money line for the Texas Rangers and minus 104 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Total set at 8.5 with big towards the under at minus 125. Uh, I'll leave this one off here. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, uh, since returning from injury for the Brewers, He's been pretty solid in his first two starts. He's pitched 11 and one-thirds innings, allowed only four earned runs. He has allowed two earned runs in each of his uh, two starts since returning, and home runs have been an issue for Brendan Woodruff as he's allowed three home runs in his two starts since returning. The Brewers have split his two starts where they are one and one. Um, now, Woodruff does face one of the best offenses in the league this season in the Rangers. In his four starts uh, this season, the under is also 4-0. and oh. And this dates back to the um, the April's um, two starts uh, before he left with an injury. Uh, Andrew Haney gets started here for the Rangers, left-handed pitcher, nine and six with a four point one seven ERA. He's been solid over his last five games for the Rangers, posting a three and zero record with a three point one three ERA. Rangers have won four of his last 
five starts that he's made uh, by Han- uh, Andrew Haney at home this season. Andrew Haney six and three with a four point one three ERA. Haney did face the Brewers twice last season when he pitched for the Dodgers. Ended up with a one and one record with a four point two two ERA. The interesting that part that I did find is that he recorded ten strikeouts in each of those two starts against the Brewers last season, and the Brewers. Uh, Current lineup has 63 plate appearances against Andrew Haney. They're batting 236 with a strikeout percentage of 27%. So if you're a prop better, maybe take a look at Andrew Haney uh, strikeout props and then maybe uh, parlay with uh, Spencer Strider tomorrow and see what you get. But season long, the Brewers have been terrible against left-handed pitching. They've improved over the last two weeks, though, where they do rank number 12 in WRC+. Plus. Uh, number eight in team batting average, number 12 in uh, on-base percentage, number six in slugging, and number seven in OPS. Uh, I think there's value on the over eight and a half here. I definitely shop around because I did see an eight earlier. Uh, the question does become then if Woodruff can keep the ball in the yard. Now, I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that against this Texas Rangers lineup. Uh, and Haney has seen, like I mentioned, this lineup twice since last year. I lean with the Rangers here. Um, Haney is in great form. I like the price here on the uh, on the Rangers at minus 106. I'll go with the home team behind Andrew Haney, and I like the over uh, in this game. If you're able to find eight here, Lante. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to the over. I much rather have the Texas team total to go over. I don't trust yeah. Milwaukee's offense, but I can see where you're going. I mean, the way Texas's offense has been going, they're liable to hit this um, by themselves. And I mean, you know, they made Detmers look like uh, Tom Glavin uh, in the '90s last night, but. I think they'll get back on track. I mean, uh, they have six-plus runs at home in six of the last eight games. They had five in one of those games that they didn't score six. So I think offensively they'll be fine. You mentioned the numbers with Haney. I mean, especially at home, like four shutouts in his last five home starts, uh, out of his last five home starts. I'm sorry. Uh, he's currently on 11 and two-thirds um, innings pitch streak without allowing a run. So that's pretty good. Uh, that's another reason why I would rather have Texas's team total over than Milwaukee. I mean, then the full game because Milwaukee is like likely to get shut down here. So, uh, give me Texas, and I like the team total to go over. Uh, D Rock, what do you got? Yeah, this was a tough game to handicap, but was, I, yeah. I, I was able to get the opening line Brewers plus one four uh, plus one fourteen, and I took them on the money line. I actually made the Brewers the minus one ten favorite. So. I've actually liked what I've seen from Woodruff in his return. You know, Brewers are one and one in those two starts, but his hard hit rate in both of those games were extremely low. They're in the low twenties, and I know it's it's tough to fade the Rangers, especially at home with that lineup, especially with the amount of runs they've been scoring. But I do think Woodruff will be able to limit those bats just enough. So I like the Brewers full game. I like the Brewers first five plus a half. I do like the over. I made my total eight point nine. I'm seeing eights out there so yeah. i i do like the over i think that that might be a stronger play i'm just gonna take a flyer on woodruff and the brewers here i know it, it's not a popular play uh fade in the rangers but the it's a pick them for a reason and and i do think get, if you are able to still get plus money with the brewers i think it's worth a flyer i do see an eight over at DraftKings right now so yeah. if you do have access to uh DraftKings, uh definitely uh get on the um over eight there all right guys before we continue the conversation here let me tell everyone about the sports gambling podcast patreon page um sign up for the patreon to get access to exclusive contests including the nfl win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize besides season-long contests they also have weekly contests just for patrons plus a monthly sgp stories podcast completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories 
from SGPN. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Only you can provide, prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. All you got to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, boys, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, let's get over to the next game on the board. This is going to be a 8-10 Eastern, uh, yeah, 8-10 Eastern start. The Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, they are headed to the Twin City to take on the Minnesota Twins. I'm seeing Andre Jackson is getting the start here for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Pablo Lopez gets the start here for the Minnesota Twins. Um, looking at the lines for this game, I am seeing... Let me scroll down here a little bit. The Twins are a minus 215 home favorite, plus 194 on the money line for the Pirates. Total set at eight and a half. Run line minus one and a half, even money for the Twins, plus one and a half, minus 120 uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, uh, Let's see here. D-Rock, what do we got for this game? Yeah, I'm going to go with another total uh, over eight. I, I like the over eight, and I oh, it's at eight and a half right now. I still like the over. I made my total 8.7. I also like the twins. I was able to get a plus 105 on the run line. Uh, I don't know if you're still able to get that. It's at minus 105 right now. I still think that's a, a good price. You know, I, I, I Andre Jackson, he, he isn't a terrible spot starter for the Pirates, but with that bullpen, I, I just don't trust the Pirates, you know, and the way the Twins have actually been able to score some runs recently, I think we'll be able to see some runs in this game, especially on the Minnesota side. So maybe you want to uh, target a Minnesota team total, but they hit righties much better than lefties, while the Pirates, they just struggle on the road in general. And the way that Pablo Lopez has started the month of August is exactly the guy they they traded for him back in the offseason. One run given up in his last 19 outings, uh, innings, excuse me, only one walk no home runs given up so uh, he's he's been on fire right now i think this is another good uh start and spot for him against a bad pirates team so i think he continues to roll give me the twins run line give me their team total over and give me the full game over yeah i mean you mentioned it pablo lopez has been absolutely fantastic over his last five starts especially over his last three starts and the impressive part about that is is that all three of those starts were actually on the road for pablo lopez yeah um so it's been uh impressive about what he's able to do i know it hasn't been against maybe the the greatest competition i mean the cardinals they have a competent offense for sure tigers are uh, worth the one in the phillies as well so uh he's been really solid for the uh twins over his last three starts and like you mentioned andre uh, Jackson. His last start was actually his first start, I believe, uh, on the season um, coming out of the bullpen. That was against the Reds. He did allow three earned runs off of five hits in just three and two-thirds innings pitch. Also walked two guys and gave up a home run in that game. So I think it's a good spot here for the Twins. I know the Guardians are kind of breathing down the neck of the um, Twins for that AL Central uh, division lead, at least. Um, so I think it's a good spot for a Pirates team that just has fallen off of the cliff ever since they were in first place many, many months ago. Uh, seems like an eternity when we were talking about that. So I'm with you on the Twins here and also like the Twins team total over here. Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I make it a team ride. Uh, if it was anybody other than, you know, kind of like a, a bullpen game here, I'd probably be on Pittsburgh. They're, they're another one of those teams who the results haven't shown it, but they've been, you know, pretty feisty in, in the past few weeks. But just being a, a bullpen game of sort, I can't trust them. And you, you guys mentioned it with Pablo Lopez and how good he's been pitching. I don't want to go against him right now. So I'll take the I'll take the total to go over. I mean, Pittsburgh's bats have been going. They left a few on 
Um, in each of those games against the Mets, I thought they could have, you know, uh, padded the stats a little bit more. But I think they'll be able to get some runs, maybe not fully off of Pablo, but once they get to the bullpen, I think they'll be able to ratchet it up a little bit with the bat. So I like the over with you guys uh, linked to the run line, but I, I wouldn't bet that. I'd much rather have the total over. Another 8-10 Eastern start. We have the Seattle Mariners. They are headed down to the H to take on the Astros. Bryce Miller gets a start here for the Seattle Mariners, and J.P. France is getting the start here for the Houston Astros. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Astros are a minus-132 home favorite, plus-121 on the money line for the Seattle Mariners. Total is set at 9. Run line, minus-1.5, plus-150 for the Houston Astros, and plus-1.5, minus-170 for the Seattle Mariners here, uh, Lante. Yeah, man, I wanted a bigger price for Seattle, um, but I guess, you know, the books are, have caught on a little bit. Seattle's playing really good. They actually did really well in the series um, back in July, I want to say. They outscored Houston 20-6 to in the series. Um, they, they've won seven of the last ten. Uh, they played well in a row, 31-27. and um, In that series, they won four or five. Um, four, they won four of the last five in the series, three of four in the July series that I just mentioned. Uh, I mean – I think both teams offensively are are going to hit the ball well. Uh, I, I know both pitchers have been okay. You know, France has only allowed over two earned runs once in his last ten starts, so he's probably been the I mean, he probably been Houston's best pitcher um, outside of uh, outside of Verlander, of course. But mm-hmm. I mean, even Verlander was giving it up against um, uh, who was the, they just played they Marlins. Got shit, the Marlins. Yeah. yeah, he was going well, and then he had a bad inning, and then I just kind of avalanche. But Miller's also. Um, one earned run or fewer in four of his last five starts. So while the pitchers have been pitching well, I think these offenses are going to be too dominant here. Uh, I like Seattle. Um, you know, I think I think they'll be able to get, you know, two or three runs uh, off of France early, and then maybe we'll, we'll be able to see, you know, four or five more runs added on at the end on the bullpen. So I like the over, and I like Seattle here. Uh, D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, Lante's a smart man. I didn't think he was going to go with the Mariners. But, yeah, give me the dog as well. I like the Mariners in this spot. I got a plus 132. It's down to minus, uh, plus 128. I still like it. I only made the Astros a minus 130 favorite. Uh, I just trust Bryce Miller way more than I do J.P. France personally. He's already faced the Astros. He went six scoreless innings. He only gave up two hits. While France and the Astros lost the last time he faced the Mariners. You know, both teams, like Lante said, red hot 7-3 and three in their last 10. But. The Mariners have had the Astros number this season. They've won the last four of the five meetings between the Astros, and the only loss that they had came by one run. So should be a should be a great series this weekend. Um, should be close, but give me the Mariners. They showed some heart. They showed some grit today coming back. I know it was against the Royals, but they're going to need that if they if they fall behind against the Astros. But yeah, give me uh, the Mariners plus one thirty eight or one thirty two. Both of you guys are fired. Uh, Astros, uh, <laughs> I am taking the Astros here. Um, baby friends, I mean, like, you know, Lante mentioned, he's been absolute, just a gem over his last five starts uh, for the Astros. 5-0 and with a 1.44 ERA. He's only allowed five earned runs and 31 and one-thirds innings pitched. Did have a start against the Mariners earlier this season. Five shutout innings. He allowed three hits um, in that span. Walks are a little bit of a concern with J.P. France. Um but he's also been good at the juice box, four and one with a three point five eight ERA uh, for the Astros. And Bryce Miller, uh, he's allowed. Uh, he had two bad starts. I'll put it that way. That was against the Twins and the Red Sox. But outside of that, he's been pretty solid. 
uh, for the uh, Mariners. And like you mentioned, uh, D-Rock, that he had a really good outing against the Red Sox, sorry, against the um, Astros uh, in a game earlier, six shutout innings, two hits, which kind of just leads me to the under uh, in this game. And at least the first five innings um, under, if you're able to find a four and a half, I think that we'll be able to see maybe this turned into a pitcher's duel here. Uh, I'll lean with the Astros in this game. But my more favorite play is going to be the under, uh, which is currently at eight and uh, sorry, at nine. So mm. um, I think there's definitely some value there. You could get that right now on Bet Online under nine uh, in this game. I just think these two pitchers are in great form right now. Munoff, you got to address yeah. the chat. Josh is talking crazy. He said, Munoff, <laughs> do you realize the Astros only win when cheating? <laughs> I mean, you look at what? last season. They won without cheating. I can't. I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to address that. <laughs> I'm tired of the jokes. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just leave it there. We'll save that for another day. Uh, let's get over to the next game. This game does not have a pitcher that's going to be the Mets. Is it? Yeah, the Mets and the Cardinals. Uh, 8.15 Eastern start. No pitcher I see for the Mets. I see Zach Thompson is getting the start here for the Cardinals. Uh, no lines for this game uh, either. Do you, either of you guys see a pitcher for the Mets? Yeah, it's going to be Joe yeah, Lu- Lucchese. Joey Lucchese. Yeah, and okay. back up. Yeah. So just okay. fade the Mets. They're going to they're gonna lose bad. <laughs> yeah. Bad. I think that was my sentiment anyways. Either that or it was going to be the over. Um, yeah, I love yeah. the over. I, lo- I don't yeah. care who's pitching. I love the over. Yeah. yeah, Zach Thompson's. I think uh, when I did handicap him, he's a bullpen guy for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, he pitched four innings in back-to-back games. Uh, one of those games, he did get the start uh, against the Rockies, where he allowed only one hit in four innings. Uh, he's been solid uh, in St. Louis in 14 and one-thirds innings pitch at home, only allowed one earned run to the opposition. But uh, the Mets' offense has been – I think they've been obviously better. Um, Cardinals, we know they have the hitters in the lineup. And, again, I don't think we can trust either – one of this, these pitching um, pitching staff, especially the bullpen for the Mets, has not been very good either. So I think we will see end up seeing runs in this game for sure. Um, anything else you guys need to add, Blonte? Uh, anything to add here? No, that's pretty much hit it on hit it on D Rock. No, just Joey Lucchese's god awful. So don't don't <laughs> back him. <laughs> All right, let's get over to the next game on the board. Five games left here. We got the Chicago White Sox. They are headed to the. Mile High City to take on the uh, Colorado Rockies. 8.40 Eastern start. Michael Kopech gets a start here for the White Sox. And I'm seeing Peter Lampert is getting the start here for the Colorado Rockies. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the White Sox are a slight favorite here of minus 114. Plus 104 on the money line here for the Colorado Rockies. Total is set at 12.5 with heavy juice on the under at minus 125. Run line minus 1.5 plus 125 for the White Sox. And plus one and a half, minus one forty-five for the Colorado. Um, excuse me, for the Colorado Rockies here. Um, Lante, what do we got for this game? Yeah, so I'm going to lean to the under. Um, I know it's Coors, but have they seen the White Sox offense at all? <laughs> uh, man, this even Colorado. I mean, it's t- it's taking them like. I think I was on the under in every game of the series of, of their most recent series. Uh, I can't remember who it was uh, that they were playing. Was it Arizona? For the uh, Rockies, for the Rockies, Arizona, I think. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. yeah so yeah. It, I don't know if you guys have watched, but every inning, one or both teams score four or five runs after the fact. Like it can be like in the sixth, seventh inning, it'll be two to one, and then one or both of them will score like four or five runs in the inning, and yeah. it'll just soar over. So I don't think the offense is is good enough here. Either offense is good enough here to get over twelve and a half. Um, 
I like the White Sox. They've been playing. They've been feisty lately. I mean, they got they tore my hearts out with a that walk off that they gave up um, up three one in the bottom of the ninth, and then they give up a bomb. Uh, but I mean, Kopech has been good on the road. Only allowed over two earned runs once in his last five road starts. Uh, Lambert twelve earned runs in his last three starts. Uh, ERA a little bit over five in that span. Uh, now, while I don't trust um, Chicago's bats. I think that they are a little bit more prone to score runs than Colorado. So give me the White Sox. Give me the under. Uh, G-Rock, what do we got? Yeah, ugly game to bet on. But <laughs> if you if you had to take a side, I mean, I agree. I would lean with the White Sox. Uh, minus 118 on the money line. My, my numbers came out. They favored them to minus 130. So... Both teams, they're, they're really bad. I agree. White Sox have been a little more feistier than the Rockies, but Rockies just can't buy a win right now. Just 2-8 and eight in their last 10, and Peter Lambert's just god-awful at home. While Michael Kopech has actually been decent on the road this season. So, uh, you know, think there'll be a run where, run where the White Sox should win this game. Uh, I don't know if they'll win by the run line where you want to get nice plus price, but I, I do think the short number, I do think uh, they are the right side. I'll lean with the south side here. Yeah. Went off, you sweating out some tennis? Or what USA happened? basketball? You sweating out tennis over there or something? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was swinging out tennis. We're in a rain delay I know, now, I so I can uh, give my uh, 100% attention here now. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys mentioned this is just an ugly game to bet on. Can go back to your point, Lante, uh, about the Rockies and the overs at home? They're only they're 32 and 26 through the under this season. I know traditionally yeah. we talk about we see a lot, a lot of runs being scored uh, in Coors Field, but that's just not the case this year. So. Um, you know, I think that you guys mentioned it, that Peter Lambert has been just absolutely brutal for the Rockies. I'll lean with the White Sox here. I'll be honest. I did not even handicap this game just because it's the two teams I saw <laughs> playing against each other. Uh, but again, from what you guys said, I'll, I'll lean here with the uh, with the White Sox, if anything. But again, not going to be betting this game at all. Uh, next game on the board, 938 Eastern Star, the Tampa Bay Rays. They are staying on the West Coast. They are going to head to Anaheim to take on the Angels. Um I'm seeing uh, Erzmo Ramirez is going to get the start here for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And Tyler Anderson gets the start here for the Los Angeles Angels. Lines for this game, I'm currently seeing minus 107 on the money line for the Tampa Bay Rays, minus 103 for the uh, LA Angels. So almost... Um, Almost a pick them, two cents of difference here. Total is set at nine and a half. I do not see a run line posted just yet for this game here. Dylan, what do we got? Yeah, I know the Rays are dealing with a lot, Munaf. You and I were talking about it yesterday on the pod, but should be a bullpen day, like you said, where Ramirez going. But to be honest, I still think they're the better team. I I don't know why the Angels were buyers at the deadline, to be honest. You know, they've been awful since the All-Star break. Couldn't get anything. CJ Crone, they're just really not helping this team. So even with the bullpen type gay for the Rays, I only made the Angels a minus 105 favorite. Tyler Anderson should not be this big of a favorite against the Rays. I don't I don't really care who's going for the Rays. So and, and I think I said it last week, but I'm just not a fan of Tyler Anderson at all. He's been awful in August so far. His hard hit rate has been in the high 40s. The Rays, they've been scoring a decent amount of runs, even with everything that's going on. I just trust the Rays as a team their bats way more than I do the halos right now. So I got the uh, raise at even money at plus a hundred. What are they right now? You said uh, minus one Oh three. 
Uh, for the Rays, I see a yeah. minus 107. Minus 107, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll go against my numbers. I, I just I just can't pass up the Rays right now, so I, I'll take them. Uh, Lonto, what do you got? Yeah, I like Tampa as well. I mean, despite everything that's going on, um, uh, they probably feel like they're in the SVU episode. But uh, they <laughs> they just uh, they, they've been good. Seven and three um, in their last ten road games. They're outscoring opponents fifty six to thirty two in that span. Um, the Halos. I mean, D Rock mentioned that they're just god awful right now. Lost six of the last ten. They had a good showing last night, but that was more to do with Texas being kind of. Uh, they were in there. They had people on several times. Uh, I yeah. think they had two on with no outs in the bottom of the ninth, and they just couldn't get anybody across it. And they were in the middle of that lineup. Um, they just couldn't get anybody across. And I think Detmer's he probably won't do that again. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Tampa here. I think it's pretty cheap. I also like the team total to go over. The way they've been playing on the road, um, I, I think they're going to be in good form here. Probably win, you know, four or five to to one here. So I like Tampa. I, I, when the run line comes out, it's not out yet. You said right. Uh, let me refresh the pace if I can get yeah, it. But they're likely to be what, like one fifteen, one twenty ish. D Rock, what do you think? I would, I would imagine. Right now, I'm seeing them. You, uh, so I see them. Uh, uh, I don't want to say in the book, but like uh, uh, one of these book. Okay, so on FanDuel plus a hundred, they're at plus one and a half. Is at minus one eighty eight. Oh, so, so you can get, so I, yeah, I'll probably try to get the reverse run line since they're not mm-hmm. favorite and try to do lay the one and a half and probably get a bigger plus price. So I'll take that. Um, I'll find it while uh, we go to another game. I, I, I might hear from me. Might hear that from me later on. I find it curious that the Angels play in Anaheim, but they're called the LA Angels, but. I think that's a different topic for a different time. I always call them Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, there's stadiums in Anaheim as well. Yeah. So they call it Anaheim State or Stadium, I believe, or whatever. But, yeah, that kind of confused me every time because <laughs> I always want to tend to call them like they play in L.A. And I know it's like a city right outside of L.A. I think it's like an hour yeah. away from hour and 10 minutes away from Dodger Stadium. But, yeah, I don't I don't understand what those those California people are doing over there. But, um, yeah, I agree with the Rays. I know – we're probably not ever going to see Wander Franco play another MLB game ever again from everything that I have read. I think we'll have a conversation about that on a different day, but um, I think the Rays are just a more talented team. I can't get behind the angels right now. I know um, since the trade deadline that uh, they've just been God awful. Um, I think that we'll probably see runs in this game. Um, I know angels offense is capable. They, they made some acquisitions at the trade deadline to kind of bolster that lineup, but it's just been pretty much Shohei Otani trying to carry this offense <laughs> all season long, and he hasn't gotten much help. I mean, not having Taylor Warren, obviously Mike Trout, who just can't stay healthy anymore, uh, it's a huge red flag. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Rays here again. They're still in the fight for that AL East behind the Orioles. Um, so I, I'll go with the Rays here. Um, I, not going to be, again, watching this game. Uh, but I, if you had a gun to my head, I would go with the Rays uh, in this game as well. Mudoff, whatever happened yeah. to Anthony Rendon? They just signed him to like all that money. And yeah, so they yeah. signed him after um, he won a won World, the Series. World Series yeah. with the Nationals. Yeah, uh, and he signed that big old contract. I think he's been healthy for maybe one season, if that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that this this lineup went healthy, and again, we talked about this a lot. We talk about this on the NFL pod that we're doing right now. That you know, health is always a concern, but. If you had this 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 lineup for the Angels all healthy at the same time, man, they would do damage. To, I mean, when we talk about Otani, Trout, Rendon, Taylor Ward, you added CJ Crone to this uh, lineup. 
Um, they have some young guys as well in this line. Yeah, I like so, a couple of the young guys. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like that the, the, the potential is definitely there. But we've been talking about this over the past several seasons for this uh, uh, Angels team is that they never addressed the pitch. Like that's the, always yeah. it's been their their downfall. Whether it's been starting yep. pitching or whether it's been the bullpen, it's never been on yep. the same page with the Angels team. So, um, and again, I think we talked about this last year, the year before that. I'm not sure if Mike Sosha de- deserved to, you know, get axed by this team. Uh, I thought he was a good manager, but again, if your yeah. front office not doing enough to get you pitching, uh, you're not going to win very many games. And again, when we talk about, I think we agree that when we talk about teams that win world series you're looking at pitching and i think that's why the astros have been successful and that's why you know, we saw the dodgers win that world series and you know some of the better teams in in during the season like the rays who always have great pitching yeah. before you know the injuries happen to them and we talked about these yesterday with shane mcclanahan uh, another pitcher that's going to be down for them and it's going to miss the entire season next year so they'll find somebody that, else in that system they they always yeah. do they yeah, so do. if it, yeah and if the angels again if they don't address their pitching they're just they're not going to get anywhere i think there's probably the last season, we're going to see Otani in an Angels uniform. You can probably bank on that for sure. Munaf, I made a mental note uh, already for yeah, next yeah, season. Ahead. Real quick, I made a mental note, and I put it in our notes yeah. for you and Malcolm when we're doing our previews. You can't bet on the Angels to win the division anymore. We've been burned <laughs> too do many it. times. I take the under on, their every, on every single year. Oh, it's no, it wasn't you. It was Minty. It was Minty and Mal. Yeah, Minty was like, yeah, we had a charity bet uh, <laughs> last season. She took the over on their win total. Um, and then I took the under, uh, and then obviously ended up winning last year. And she, you know, she kept up to her work. She donated to the, uh, to donate to a charity bet that we had. Um, and then I said, well, do you want to run a running back this year as well? And she's like, no, not enough. It got off to a great start last year for her. But then like, it, again, it's the same story with what happened this year. That I say it looked good this year too. It looked yeah, good. And then again, after like all-star break when we had the summer months, it just kind of goes down, downhill for, for the <laughs> so angels. Then the Los Angeles charges of the MLB basically. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a California thing. Uh, Lante. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, guys, let's go. We got three games left here. Let's get over to a 940 Eastern start of the Baltimore Orioles and the Oakland A's. Kyle Gibson gets to start here for the uh, uh, Baltimore Orioles, and Louis Medina gets to start here for the Oakland A's. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Orioles are a minus 166 road favorite here, plus 152 on the money line for the Oakland A's. Total set at eight and a half with a big towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, minus one hundred five for the Baltimore Orioles, and plus one and a half, minus one fifteen for the Oakland A's. Um, Kyle Gibson eleven and six on the season with the four point eight nine ERA over his last five starts. Gibson is two and zero, oh, but does have a five point three four ERA. And again, that ERA is really inflated over his last five games because of his last start, which was against the Seattle Mariners, where he allowed nine earned runs in five innings pitched. Uh, but prior to that, uh, Gibson had been going along pretty well for the Baltimore Orioles. On the road this season, Gibson is 6-3 with a 4.62 ERA. Um, he's been solid against the A's since the 2020 season where he is 3-1 with a 3.77 ERA in five starts against the A's in that span. He did face the A's at the end of April this season where he did pitch six and one-thirds innings for the Orioles, allowing only one earned run, and the Orioles did go on to win that game 5-1. to one at home uh orioles are eight and five and 15 road starts this season uh when gibson is on the mound but i believe the orioles have the second best road record uh this season if i'm not mistaken um Luis medina 
season long, two and eight with a 5.31 ERA, but he's been pretty solid over his last five start for the Oakland A's, posting a 2.70 ERA. He's allowed seven earned runs in 23 and one third innings pitched. His innings seems to be getting managed very well by the A's, um, and they haven't let him go too long and kind of letting him gain that confidence as the you know the uh, starts go by for him. He hasn't gotten into a lot of trouble over his last five games either. Uh, at home this season, Medina is 1-3 with a 4.39 ERA and seven starts and eight appearances, and the A's have lost throughout his last four starts made by Medina despite him pitching well, which kind of tells me that the Oakland A's bullpen has not been doing very well. Shocker. Um, but... Yeah, like I mentioned, Orioles are the second best team in the majors in the road are on the road this season. Uh, I like the uh, the Orioles team total over in this game, number one to start. Uh, despite Medina pitching well, I think we'll probably see him regress here a little bit. I feel like this is a series we'll probably see the Baltimore Orioles bats break out here a little bit. Um, again, I, I I think the Orioles obviously are the better team here. They're they're fighting to keep that lead in the AL East, and now you're going up against one of the worst teams uh, in the entire uh, major league uh, baseball. And this is the time where you got to take advantage of it and pile up these wins and kind of, you know, keep that lead in the ALE. So I'll trust Kyle Gibson here. I'll take the uh, run line here, minus one, uh, minus one and a half, minus 105. And also give me the uh, Baltimore Orioles team total to go over in this game here, Lante. Yeah, I mean, you took my whole handicap. I don't even know if I have much to add. I, I love it. Uh, I love the Baltimore team total. They, the offense has been a little bit inconsistent, and you mentioned Medina pitching well, but again, I think the bats are going to be too much to to handle for him in this matchup. I like the way Adley's been playing. Uh, one of my favorite young players. Uh, he's good behind the plate, good at the plate. Um, I think he'll have a big series here. But they they got to get they got to sweep the series uh, if they want to be comfortable coming out of the weekend because you know they they there's not there's not much room for error. Uh, I'll say that. So I like Baltimore's team total to go over. Uh, don't want to lay the the money line. Uh, I'd lay the run line. Probably lay up to two and a half to see if you can get a plus number there. But um, yeah, the team total over is is probably the favorite play, my favorite play on here. Uh, D Rock, what do you got? Yeah, bet three six five uh, minus one and a half for the Orioles at even money right now. So I'm about to jump on that before it changes. Uh, team total for the Orioles is at five as well. So it's a little high, but I, I still think they could get it. Even if I, I agree, Luis Medina has actually been decent for the A's. He just plays for one of the worst organizations. But even when he gets out, I don't trust that bullpen. That's literally the worst bullpen in the major leagues right now. It's an aggressive lineup. I agree, Lante. Their offense has kind of been up and down, but I do think this is a good spot for them to get back on track. So agree with everything. Uh, team ride on the Orioles on the run line, and I like the team total over as well. All right. Uh, next game on the board, we have a, another 940 Eastern start. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they are in San Diego to take on the Padres. Uh, Brandon Fott gets a start here for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. And Seth Lugo gets a start here for the San Diego Padres. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Padres are a minus 168 a home favorite. Plus 154 on the money line for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total set at eight and a half. Run line minus one and a half, plus 122 for the Padres, and plus one and a half, minus 142 for the Arizona Diamondbacks here. Lante, what do we got for this game? Yeah, it's a big series for both of these teams. Somehow, uh, despite them being inconsistent and losing almost every one of their games, they're still in it. They're, they're still yeah. in it. Um, Arizona's won four or five. I know it feels good to play Colorado and, and get back on tracks. Uh, San Diego's uh, won two straight, but they've lost seven of the last ten. Um, so I think both teams are kind of about the same. Uh, I just 
I'll probably trust Arizona a little bit more just because, I mean, they play better on the road. They play better on the road uh, than they do at home to me uh, as of lately. And their numbers obviously at home are, are better than they on the road. But lately when they've been away um, from home, they've been playing pretty well. Uh, the offense has picked up five plus runs in three of the last four games. Um, quality of opponent, like I mentioned, yeah, you know, had a little bit to do with that and them padding the stats. But you got to take what you can get when you're you were going as bad as they were. Um, I, I would be a full bet on Arizona if it was any other pitcher. Um, and you know, Luco he struggled versus the Dodgers, but you know, he had been money for the past few months, so I don't want to put my full faith in him. I'll go over here um, with a slight lean to Arizona. If you do like Arizona, find them laying one and a half. I mean, they're 34 and 26 on the run line in away games. San Diego's five games under 500 as a favorite. So those are two things that go well with each other. So if you do like Arizona, I'm kind of on the fence. Um, They do perform well on the road in the run line. So get more bang for your buck there. But I'm going with the over here, uh, slight lean to Arizona. Yeah, this was the exact matchup uh, in the last game. Uh, both these pitchers actually pitched uh, where the Diamondbacks did get the 5-4 to victory. Uh, victory. Uh, Brandon Fodd gave up three earned runs within that first inning uh, to the Padres. Um, and the in his last five games, he is 0-3 with a 4.34 ERA. Um, he did settle in after giving up those three earned runs uh, to the San Diego Padres. Um, but I'm not sure if I can really trust him here on the road this season and four starts. Oh, and two with a 5.48 ERA, uh, did have a solid outing against the giants, uh, in his last, last road start, seven innings, one earned run off of two hits. Uh, the one earned run was a solo home run that he gave up, did have seven strikeouts in that game as well, but I'm not sure if I can trust him here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll lean with the over in this game. Maybe look at a Padres team total over if you're able to find a four and a half uh, for them. But uh, I'm not sure if I can trust Brandon. Brandon fought here. Uh, Seth Lugo has been has been okay, I guess we can say, for the Padres um, on the season. He's four and six with a four point one six ERA uh, at home. Two and four with a five point four zero ERA. Uh, did have a pretty good outings this season against his Diamondbacks team in two starts, eleven innings pitch. He's only allowed four earned runs, but. He's been getting uh he's been giving up the runs at least over his last five games. And the Padres have lost uh four straight starts when he is on the mound. His one back starting was against the Dodgers, where he allowed eight earned runs and just three and one third sitting pitch. But other than that, there's been two earned runs and uh one star where he had three earned runs. But um I'll I'll put my faith in the Padres here here. Uh D Rock, what do we got? Yeah, we've been lockstep in all these games, but on this one, I'm actually going to go towards the under. I was able to grab a nine, even eight and a half, a smaller lean. I made my total 8.4. Both of these teams have been under teams this whole season, and I know we usually don't like to back Brandon Fat, but only one start for him this season has gone under this total. Three straight unders uh, on the road for him. While I, I agree, Seth Lugo's been kind of okay, but he has faced the Snakes twice this season. Both games finished with a push. I, I think we'll actually see a nice bounce back start from Lugo. I know he had that awful one at home against the Dodgers. Gave up eight runs in three innings, but he had a little better of a start uh, on the road against Arizona. Only two runs given up in five innings. So we also have winds blowing in tomorrow night in San Diego. That should help us a little, but I'm actually going to lean towards the under. I couldn't come down on a side. I do agree with Lante. If I did have to come on a side, I'd take the plus money with the snakes. All right. Last game on the board. That's going to be between the Miami Marlins and the LA Dodgers. 
10 10 Eastern start. Sandy Alcantara gets a start here for the Miami Marlins and Tony Gonsolin on the mound here for the LA Dodgers. Looking at the lines for this game, Marlins are a plus 129 road underdog, minus 140 on the money line for the Dodgers. Total set at eight and a half. Choose towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 145 for the Dodgers and plus one and a half, minus 165. For the Miami Marlins, D-Rock, close out strong. Yeah, close it out. And this probably be my lock of the night. Uh, I can't believe the total opened up at an 8.5. My total came out to a 9.8. So I got to go over here. Dodgers literally can't lose right now. They're swinging a hot bat. They haven't scored under four runs in over a week, while Miami's scoring a bunch of runs as well. So I think the Dodgers are going to have their way with Sandy Alcantara. With the way he pitches on the road, I really don't trust him. I think he'll give up at least four or five runs. And I think the Dodgers can jump all over the fish here. Uh, I think the fish can get some runs off Tony Gonsolin as well. And like I said, I think just winds will be blowing out in the whole state of California. So I actually think we'll see a shootout here. So give me the over eight and a half. It just seems really low. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, so I, I don't really like Gonsolin at all. Um, I, I think Sandy's been getting back in good form. Two earned runs or less in six of his last nine. He had seven plus Ks in four of his last five. We know he's going to go distance, but again, I mean, this Dodgers team is just rolling right now. Uh, what do they want? Ten straight? Uh, yeah. I think ten straight. Yeah. Ten uh, scoring six, six runs per game uh, in that span. Well, around six runs per game. I didn't factor in last night's game. Um, their team ERA is two point two two. Man, they're just like they're just too good right now. Um, and even Sandy is liable to get blown up here. I'm agreeing with you on the over. Um, I, I like the Dodgers team total to go over. Uh, I mean. San, I mean, not San Diego, but Los Angeles, 78 and 20 in August in the last four years. So wow. they, they're doing something right in August, man. And I think they're going to keep rolling. Uh, I got a World Series bet on them. I got like a bunch of futures on them. So I'm hoping they can keep it rolling. And uh, I, I think they'll they'll do so tomorrow against Sandy. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Sandy looks like he's trying to return to form here. Um, three of his last four starts, he's had two or – I should say three of his last four starts gone at least eight innings. Two of his last four starts, he's gone complete game. And that was something that we were used to seeing last season when Sandy won the Cy Young Award. And I'm curious to see how he does coming off of a game where he has pitched a, a complete game. Uh, maybe I can dig that up and, and maybe tweet it out from uh, our MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter account. But um, he just can't be trusted on the road this season. Three and six with a 4.56 ERA. Um, his last start on the road was against the Rangers. He allowed four earned runs in six innings. He did have a good start against the Rays, like I mentioned, and the bet against the Cardinals on the road start again. Six innings and four earned runs that he did give up. Um, Tony Gonsolin this season just hasn't been, you know, the guy that we've been used to seeing. Uh, over the last several seasons, he does have a winning record of seven and four with a four point two four ERA. But again, last five games, a five point six seven ERA. Throughout his last four starts, he's given up at least four or uh, four earned runs uh, at home. Five and two with a four point two five ERA. Twenty six earned runs and fifty five innings pitched. So I agree with D Rock about the over in this game. Um, I think that uh, Sandy will give it up as well. Tony Gonsolin has been consistently giving it up, and he's always, you know, giving up a home run. If you kind of take a look at his game log, he's allowed at least one home run. Uh, and this is what seven straight starts um, for him. So um, I like the over here. Um, if I had a gun to my head, I got to stay with a hot team. Ten wins in a row. Give me the LA Dodgers on the on the side here as well. 
All right, that was the last game on the schedule for the Friday games. Uh, one order of business left here. Let's get over to our lock and dog to close out this episode. D-Rock, lead us off. Yeah, so like I said, my lock's going to be the total over in the Miami and Dodger game eight and a half. Uh, literally, basically everything that the boys and I just said. And for my dog, I gave a couple plus prices out. Gonna hold my breath and uh, fade the boss's home team. Give me the Seattle Mariners. I just trust Bryce Miller a little more in this spot than I do JP France. And like I said, the thing that came down to me was that Mariners really own the Astros in this series so far. So they've won four of the last five means between the Astros. I think it's gonna be a very interesting series over the weekend. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back the semi hot, uh, hotter team, which is the Mariners right now. So I'm gonna cross my fingers and take the Mariners. Monte, what do you got? Yeah, so for my lock, let me make sure. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Texas here. Um, should be anything under 120. I think I could see, like, I see 115, 117. So anything under 120, even 120 is good, but probably just a half unit. Um, but anything under 120, I'm going a full unit on. I mean, I just think that there's a superior team. Um, Haney's been going been going good. I think the offense will wake up well to bounce back tonight and tomorrow. Um, after that poor performance offensively, I mean, six plus runs at home in six of the last eight games. Uh, so I think they'll be ready for um, Woodruff. Uh, I mean, he, he hasn't played any good offenses, played like two below average offenses since his return, but he has pitched well in those two games. But I don't trust him, uh, not against his Texas lineup. So give me Texas um, at the best number you can find. I think one, what do you see, 115, 116? Uh, for which team, I'm sorry? Texas. Texas, I saw a minus where they go minus one hundred six on bet online. Oh shoot, yeah, it's even better. Uh, yeah, so I'll take that. And for the dog, since D Rock took mine, I'm going to go with. Let me see. I'm gonna go with Tampa. Is Tampa still at even money or plus one hundred one, one hundred two? I see a one hundred seven. Oh, that's they're minus. actually favored. Well, uh, are they are they laying? Um, they're laying one and a half on the run line. Uh, I don't see a run line posted for that, but I'm sure since they are favored, you'll see a minus price. Sorry, a plus price on that run line. Yeah, I don't want to get that out though. Uh, if it's not, um, let's go with let's go with Washington uh, plus one fifty. Mm. I go with Washington plus one fifty. Uh, fading Lorenzen off the no hitter, uh, emotional high. Got to start push back. So Washington bats have been really good. So I'll go with Washington at home. Uh, they've been feisty. I don't trust the Dom, but I trust the bats of of Washington. So give me Washington plus 150. Hopefully back-to-back dogs. They gave out Oakland last night. There you go. Uh, All right. For my lock, I am going to go to the Minnesota Twins run line, minus one and a half at even money. Um, Pablo Lopez has just been in absolutely great form right now for the uh, Minnesota Twins. And the Pirates come in, like we mentioned, they've just been on a decline ever since uh, the past few months. Uh, Twins bats are hot right now. Uh, I think that they'll, they'll be able to take advantage against this porous or like uh, like D-Rock, let's say the poopy Pirates. Um, so I think we're getting a discounted price on that run line, minus one and a half at even money for the Minnesota Twins. Honorable mention, I do also like the Braves uh, on the run line, minus one and a half. You can get a minus 102 right now on DraftKings. Um for my dog, I will go with – I'm going to go with another run line here. Give me give me the Cleveland Guardians run line, minus one and a half, plus 120 against the Detroit Tigers. Simply just fading Matt Manning here, who just hasn't been very good on the road this season. Um, I know the Tigers' bats um, have been doing well over this last uh, week, at least to start the week here. 
Gavin Williams, we talked about it, has been in, in great form, back-to-back games with uh, double-digit strikeouts. I think that he'll be able to hold down the bats here of the Detroit Tigers, and I think the Guardians will be able to do enough uh, offensively to get a, a a run line victory here over the Detroit Tigers. So something in the neighborhood of four to one, four to two is what I'm I'm expecting to see here. But I do think that the Guardians do get the run line victory here at a plus price of minus one and a half, plus one twenty four. The Guardians over the Tigers. All right, boys, that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, D Rock, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? Uh, no, I just got to bring back the poopy pirates. I remember when I started it, but they weren't actually poopy pirates in the beginning of the season. We actually liked them for a little yeah. bit, but then everything went downhill. So yeah, I got to bring that back a little mental note for me on my way out. <laughs> uh, Lante, anything else, my man? No, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Just make sure you guys uh, get over to the sports gambling podcast, Patreon page, do yourselves a favor, do us a favor, actually. Uh, and join the Patreon. Um, we do all of our work for free. Uh, at least as far as our giving out our picks, uh, pods, all the content on the website. We don't have any single type of paywall. So uh, if you can't support us, join the Patreon page. Uh, it'll really help us grow the network and continue to do what we do here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with myself. And, oh, God, I'm with Malcolm tomorrow. So pray for me. Uh, uh, me and Malcolm tomorrow, uh, OG uh, episode, we'll kick the tires. We'll give you our lock dogs and totals. And we'll really, you know, talk about some of the playoff races like we do on every Friday. Uh, so look out for us then. Uh, make sure to follow the Twitter account for the MLB Gambling Podcast at SGPN MLB or MLB SGPN. And uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, do us a favor, follow us on Instagram as well. All right, good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.